Hey everybody, this is Liliana Milleva and I'm excited to bring you Menopause Made Easy, a podcast designed to provide you tips and strategy to navigate the changes in woman's body, mind and spirit with more grace and ease. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe and turn on your notifications so you are updated of each episode release. All right, let's dive in. Hello and welcome for today's episode of Menopause Made Easy. And today I have amazing guest with me. She's a doctor also. She's also founder and owner of Dr. Gawa Health, a health coaching service for women in transition or postmenopause. She has been an active holistic medicine and epidemiology practitioner for many years. She combined her knowledge from over 30 years as a physician with state-of-the-art technology to create personalized plan to help her clients live their best life. Dr. Gawa graduated from the Leningrad State Institute of Medicine in 1991. In 1998, she earned her master's degree in Holland and doctorate in Cuba in 2014. After completing her Mastery of Transformation Coaching training at the Health Coach Institute, Angela became board certified of the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. A true believer in balance between mind, body, and soul, Angela has always been fascinated by people's self-development journey, how they grow over time individually and collectively through shared experience. By applying transformational coaching, Dr. Gao helps her client achieving physical, mental, and spiritual balance. She helps them find positive emotions, which can lead to better sleep pattern, increase self-confidence, improve relationship with others around them, and uh, less anxiety about aging and decrease depression symptoms due to hormonal changes for many women, all while achieving more joy and happiness in their lives. Welcome, Angela, in today's show. Thank you so much to share your wisdom and knowledge with audience. So tell me about how many women think menopause is the end of their real and lose their zest of life. It can be devastating for many. Is this reality? Thank you so much for inviting me to your program. It is an honor to be here. And I, you know, I'm so passionate about Talking about this topic that has been neglected for so many years, I know for many women, menopause is like the end of the life. It's like they are like, oh my God, I'm getting older. And now I am set aside with not being anymore worth it or useful and so on and on. And it's so unfortunate because no, menopause is not the end of a woman's youth or her zest for life. It can be, yes, a difficult time. <laughs> I have to say that. And my own experience was a very challenging one. And that's for some women. I think about 75% of women will show some symptoms of menopause. And out of that, almost 80% will be severe symptoms. But it doesn't have to be devastating. The perception that menopause is the end of youth and vitality is likely because of the fact that it marks the end of a woman's reproductive years. And we are mothers. I guess it is instilled in our DNA. And when we find that we are not able to bear any more children, 
then it may become a reason to leave that. But yes, there are definitely symptoms that make your life miserable sometimes. But at the end of the day, it is related with many other factors. But menopause is simply a natural biological process that all women go through. It doesn't have to be viewed as a negative event. And there are many ways for women to stay healthy and active during menopause and beyond. In fact, the way women respond varies considerably. And it appears that culture plays a significant role. I have to say that in the United States, where menopause is often viewed as a negative event, in some corporations, they would not hire a woman that is after their 45s. And that, you know, is like telling them you are not anymore useful. And that's terrible. That is terrible. That's why my mission is to change that chat about menopause and the deep space of our lives that in other cultures is totally different. They become leaders. They become the women that have achieved that higher level of maturity. For example, in Japan, when they will refer to menopause, they call that the second spring of life. And that is a beautiful way to see menopause. You know, it has been proven in many studies that the way you relate to this process in your life, to this natural part of your life, is very much related with your mindset. Women who see menopause as a positive event are less likely to experience these symptoms. And that suggests that how a woman views menopause can greatly affect her experience of it. So menopause doesn't have to be a negative experience. Yes, and I, I can refer probably after to that specific portion and how we can cope with that. So what are the phases of women go through until reaching menopause? In general, what is menopause? Well, menopause is that stage of life when we stop. It's like at the final stage of our reproductive years. And that has a foundational, logical understanding. You know, it's like if we are going to talk about the, the logical and the understanding of things, but when you get older, your body is lacking that energy necessary to bear more children. And it's fine. However, it is fascinating how many people, even doctors, are ignorant of the subject. And I was an, an exception. So I have to say that when I arrived in menopause, I didn't know anything about it. I knew nothing. And that fact that I had to manage a very difficult transition myself, maybe want to know everything there's to know about menopause and help other women in, as I'm doing right now. There are four phases of menopause. I will go through all of them so that it very briefly, just to give you an insight of what it is. The pre-menopause is the first phase. The second is perimenopause, which also is known as a transition to menopause. Menopause itself and post-menopause. So premenopause technically starts with our first menstrual cycle. And that is something very surprising for many women. I recently said, uh, posted a challenging question. How do you know when, uh, when you are in premenopause? And most women started narrating their symptoms and all of that that was completely outside of that stage of life. 
You know, but typically we are team before we are physically ready to bear a child when we have our first menstrual cycle. Therefore, premenopause is the reproductive stage of our life. Perimenopause, in the other hand, is the time period surrounding menopause. It is when the symptoms associated with menopause first show up and gradually increase as we get closer to that specific point of time. And I'm saying that because actually menopause is the next stage, right? It's difficult to identify as there is no specific parameter that indicates its occurrence. And I'm talking about test or diagnosis or something. It is when the symptoms associated with menopause will uh, will show up the perimenopause. And menopause is actually a definition. It has a time-specific definition. It is generally accepted that menopause happens when a woman has no experience a period in 12 months. But as I mentioned before, perimenopause is the time surrounding menopause. Even the word says it, right? Theory is around menopause. Therefore, uh, even after the 12 months, you may have still symptoms. In some women, they will persist for years. Nonetheless, after all, you are postmenopausal after those 12 months for the rest of your life. <laughs> How is it interesting, right? Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, many women don't know actually when they're in perimenopause and when they have start experiencing some symptoms they are not aware that can be uh, because of the premenopause. Most of the women know that uh, when the period stops, that's it's, that's the menopause. But actually, the premenopause can have the same symptoms, even worse. Sometimes it can last decades before that, right? Yes. You know, there is an age in, in the United States, it's 41 to 42 for the perimenopause to begin, is when the first symptoms show up. And most women would not identify that as symptoms of perimenopause or symptoms that are related to menopause transition. They will think about anything else. They will go to the doctor, find out what is happening with me, why I have irregular periods. By the way, that's one of the first symptoms leading to menopause. It's one of the first symptoms that indicate that you are in perimenopause, the irregular periods. They may become longer, like seven days. If it used to be three to four days, now you may be seeing periods that will last bleeding for seven days. They become often in some women or they will be less. Let's say they will, the time between one period and the other will be longer in some other women. For example, if I would say what happened to me, what happened to me is I was having more periods than I Recalling my previous stage when I had very like 28 days, three to four days, no more. And now when I got into perimenopause, I was going through seven days. Sometimes I had up to three periods in one month. Some women call that the second happening. So like, for example, you had your period and after 15 days, you are having another one. They will say ovulation bleeding, which is not necessarily the case because by that time, we are exhausting our eggs and our body is trying to adapt to the new reality. So yes, it's extremely important to understand this. <laughs> exactly. Is there a specific method or WAP test 
that helps indicate when a woman is approaching or she is in menopause? Well, let me tell you, there is no specific method or lab test that uh, helps indicate when a woman is approaching or is in menopause. And that happens for an obvious reason. <laughs> it is a natural event. So your, in, your parameters may be fine, or if you have another situation going on together with your transition, like, for example, some indications that you may be pre-diabetic, then you will have a test that will say that you're diabetic or, or something else. But even the fact that you have hormone fluctuations in your hormonal uh, look doesn't indicate that you are closer or you are in, in menopause. There's no way to know that. And that's because it's a natural biological process and it cannot be measured by any specific test. We do a few examinations, I mean, lab tests to assess hormonal changes and how they may be influenced in the body at any moment. But because there is so much fluctuation, it is pretty inaccurate. So there is no way a doctor can say, hey, you are in this or that moment in your menopausal transition. It is essential to study other elements like her medical history, the histories of her mother, grandmother, etc. And also all the additional information we can gather related with the lifestyle choices, nutrition habits, stress levels, sleep habits, and environmental factors, and much more. Like, for example, having a very thorough assessment can indicate, can give you some insights about the current stage, but definitely the symptoms that are so well described about menopause are the main indication that doctors will use to say, yes, you are transitioning to menopause or you are in perimenopause. That's the only way we can guess about that. And the fact that we have the statistics where we know that a woman that is at her 40s, at the beginning of her 40s, like 41, 42, is the beginning of perimenopause. And they will reach menopause at around 52 years. That's the average in the United States. Why do so many women refer to severe symptoms when going through menopause? Well, there are many reasons. And I have to say, probably that's, uh, that's actually my perspective in the way that I manage this, this situation in my practice is in my life, there were three paradigms that were proven and now are my foundational principles or whatever I do. So the first one is that menopause is a natural transition and our bodies are a perfect machine. I have to say that we are, I mean, if we were created by God, as I believe, then that was a perfect creation. If it was by the big bottle theory, then we are a perfect creation of the universe. But we have a body that is capable of doing anything. And menopause being a natural process, I mean, our bodies are capable of coping with this. It is just something, and that's the big question. What is broken? Why are we reacting this way for such a long time? Why our bodies are performing so poorly to adapt to something that was set in stone from the very beginning? And that's the first part of them. The second one is that most of our 
I would say functions are directed from that operational center that we had. I call it the center of operations, and that is our brain. And our brain is the one in charge of sending those commands to our bodies to tell those tissues and organs it is time to stop to do these or that, including telling our glands to not reduce those hormones anymore because we don't need them anymore, right? Most of the hormones that we are talking about are the hormones that everybody's crazy about having them. They are in charge of setting our bodies ready for a pregnancy and having a pregnancy that is successful with a healthy child at the end, right? We are not anymore there because we exhausted our eggs. So where is it going? Why should we produce that amount of hormones to get there? And the third paradigm is that everything we do, our lifestyle choices, our mindset, the way we relate to our events, the way we judge our circumstances, the way we judge ourselves has a tremendous impact in all these reactions, in how our bodies perform when we are leading with situations like menopause. So that said, that is the main reason women struggle with that transition. It's because we had broken pathways. We have been impacted by those environmental influences, by our influence, by our relationship with our bodies, by our lifestyles choices. So that's the main reason. There are other that have to do with some conditions that have affected their bodies genetically or by life choice, unfortunately. And that's why we have also cases of women that have an early menopause, women that may transition quickly to menopause when they are still in their 20s or 30s. That's not a big percentage, thankfully, but for those women, it is a tremendous impact in their lives in all ways. You know, so that's my perspective about the symptoms. Do you have your own experience to share? You know, it was like a gift. I mean, I wouldn't say a gift, but that was like, yeah, exactly my gift. And I learned about that later on in my life, but it was my birthday gift when I was 47. I entered in a very, very painful time when I never in my life suffered any pains while I was going through my emotional experience. However, at this point, I was suffering from unbearable pains. I have to say that sometimes I found myself sitting in front of my desktop at my work and it was terrible. I, I couldn't even walk. I had to sit and I was trying to cope with that pain, pulling myself not to just start crying loudly, you know, and I had very, very heavy bleeding that never happened before. And as I mentioned, I had sometimes two periods or three periods in one single month. But that wasn't the only thing. I had already started to notice that my reactions to other people's opinions and sometimes having arguments, you know, that were outside of my character, I didn't recognize myself. The mood swings were terrible. I was going through those hot flashes sometimes. They will come, last for a few minutes, 
gave me even heart palpitations. And then I would go to a very cold. I mean, I was cold. I was like, oh my God, the temperature is too, is too low. Let me just go and put it high. I'm just burning here. And then suddenly, just a few minutes after, I was just freezing. <laughs> so it was, it was terrible. I would fall sometimes into deep, not a clinical depression, I would say, but in a sadness. I had no explanation for it. I would end up crying for anything. I have to say that my daughter and my husband, they were the two getting all the blame for everything that was going on with me. I would fall asleep driving when I was going to my work. So there were many other symptoms. I only, I mean, just for sake of time, but I, I think I had a menopause transition that was like a buy boots. <laughs> You know, and I was like, why? You know, it's this question that most people ask. Why is this happening to me? Maybe I have something really bad. And that's what brought me to my doctor. I had a very great insurance. I went to see my doctor, who was a great doctor, my friend also. And I was like, hey, this something really bad is going on with me. And I want to know. If there is any opportunity. So, you know, I was thinking about the worst thing ever because of those pains and everything that was going on. And he, he was like, Oh, maybe you're going through perimenopause. What are you? What? <laughs> Don't say that. I'm only 47. What are you talking about? See? And that's actually the expression of most women. Nobody wants to be told that you are going through menopause. So he said, yes, unfortunately, that's the case. So, well, um, yeah, maybe it's an early one. No, it's not an early one. You're just right. In fact, you're, you've waited too long for the beginning of this transition. And I was asking, what should I do now? Because I, I don't think I can make it with, I mean, these pains are just on me. And then he said, well, you have the first option is, this is happening because now you're the lining of your uterus is, is different and maybe you have this and that. And he was explaining it will just pass, you know, in just a few, maybe two years, maybe seven years. I was like, what? Do you think I can just hold it seven years with this thing? No. Uh, well, I can give you hormone replacement therapy. That was clear for me that I cannot. I have a history in my family. So that was my thinking at that moment. I didn't even realize that I was just facing a natural process. So my thinking was, oh my God, my aunt, she passed on breast cancer. My mom passed because of complications of diabetes. If I get into these hormone replacement therapy, what would be the results? So my fear came on and I was like, no. Well, the third option is I can just, I will refer you to the gynecologist. And maybe we can come up with a surgery and just that will be solved. What? Are you suggesting to take out everything? Uh, yes. No, that's not an option for me. So I went back home with some painkillers, of course. And then I had the transvaginal ultrasound that they found more cysts in one of my ovaries. That may, might have been the main cause of the, of the pain, but it was a small, it wasn't that big. And I, again, the hormone replacement therapy would be one of the options I didn't accept it. So I went home with that situation and I, the only thing I, I was thinking, oh my God, 
I had to do something about it. The best thing I could do by that time is, well, you do, you know how to do research. So start your search, look for alternatives that have worked for older people and how they implement it and all of that. So I went to Google Scholar. That was one of my main sources of information. I also used the Midline and all these uh, sources of scientific literature, searching for information. And one of the things that caught my attention is that I found a one publication that was very, very sound to me. I mean, it resonated. And that was about the ketogenic diet and the keto diet and its impact in these mechanisms of adaptation. So I did start and I stick to that diet. And I can tell you that shortly after, I would say even less than six months, I lost a lot of weight. That was also good because I was gaining weight and not able to do anything about that. I lost 29 pounds in three months. That was incredible. I wasn't feeling bad. I was feeling energetic and I was like, oh my God, this is great in all ways. So there were all the things that were not sold. And that was my outburst in all the reactions that I was having and all that. I hired a coach and I learned about the meditation and all that. And I had an amazing coach. See, she was beautiful. Her name is Lou. She is from the Health Coach Institute. And I was talking to her and she was, she was just letting me, Hey, why don't you become a transformational coach? You can do so much about this. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. I love what I'm doing. I, I, I work for the Houston Health Department. I'm in management analysis. I create programs for the communities. I help communities. But yes, I still was, because that was when I got here in the United States. I'm originally from Cuba. And in my country, I used to work with people a lot. I mean, I was practicing holistic medicine, which was mainly focused on preventing people from getting sick. So this is something I, I, I knew how to do from all my life because my country is so poor, you know, and everything is subsidized by the government. So the most important was to keep people as healthy as possible so that they don't have to go to the hospital and make more expensive and so on. So yeah, that was the reasoning. I finally decided, yes, I will go to the health coach institute. I became a health coach and life coach and then went to the mastery program for transformational coaching. That was transformation for me and the whole extent. And I continued to improve my methods. I was taking note of everything. I was creating something that was robust, that really brought outcomes, results to women that will incorporate multidisciplinary approach and be a holistic program that is really focused on an individual because we are all so different, you know. And one thing that I realized is that most of the time when you go to the doctor, you don't know even what to ask. And if the doctor asks you in that type of assessment that I, I had already thought about that type of assessment, you may not remember anything in your life. Your memory is failing. <laughs> and that was happening to me as well. That was another obvious older symptom. It has nothing to do with Alzheimer's. So don't be scared, ladies. No, it is not Alzheimer's. It is just menopause, <laughs> your menopause transition. You may forget where your keys are, where you put your last documents, yet you start in your computer. No, not a problem. At least you realize that you are forgetting things, and that is important. So let me tell you that when I finally 
came up with that reasoning, I was like, well, there's one single thing that will never forget is the story of your life. And that will stay there forever. And that is your genetic. You know, we all are 99.9% the same. We are all cuisine. <laughs> but 0.1% of your genes are those that determine who you are, how you look like, how tall you are, how thin or dark or how white or whatever. But it is also the portion that gets the most influence that gets parted by anything you do in life. And there is the imprint of whatever has happened in your body. So that's the best way to look at it. Again, I am so proud of the, the words that have taken me to this point. It took me years. It was, it didn't happen in a, in a short time. It took me years, but I have to say that I'm happy. I found that yes, it was the gift. It was a gift because it is, it was the opportunity to create something that really brings outcomes, that really brings results for women, for my peer women. And I'm doing this from my deep heart. And I'm so happy that that happened to me. So it's like, well, it was painful, but the pain was worth it. Yeah, it's possible. Possible transformation is possible. So how people can reach out and find you? Oh my gosh. I, you know, it's like this time when I founded my business and that was in 2019, we were just entering this situation with COVID-19 that nobody was expecting. So I was about to, to open up a location, a sort of a clinic, but life changed everything. And that was another gift because now I'm not only able to access my surrounding ladies, the ladies that live in my neighborhood or beyond. I am able to get everywhere in the world and help all the women who are struggling with menopause. So you can find me in LinkedIn as Dr. Gallagher Orchida LLC or just Dr. Angela Gallagher Gonzalez. That's my name. In Facebook, I have a Facebook personal page where I invite everyone to follow me and join and have, have this conversation. I have also a business page, Dr. Gallagher Coaching LLC. And there is another one that's, a, a, the name is uh, the Fabulous Women Network in Facebook. So you can find me in Instagram as well. I can share or you can share the link tree. It yes. has all of my connections and I have a web page with that. I devote always a lot of time to write a blog that really brings value and delivers a lot of information to our ladies. So you can check my blog at com. my webpage. You can see the services and everything. And I am so happy to announce that I recently launched my program is the Fabulous Women Accelerator Program. Because I know every woman is, I mean, we fall, I would say, we fall victim to a long-term HRT treatment, you know why? Because we are looking for a quick fix to our problems. And that's what gives you the quick fix. However, we're just keeping our bodies, it's like holding our bodies against its will in the stage that it was supposed to have. I mean, it was before, not anymore. If you give hormones to your body, think about it. What is it going? Where is it going? 
you don't have any more eggs. You exhausted all of them. You're not getting ready to a pregnancy. I'm not saying that it is not important to have hormone replacement therapy because there are women who will need that for many reasons, but for specific reasons. So be very mindful when you choose to use hormone replacement therapy. There are many opinions. There are many uh, postings. There are sides, even full sides that have a lot of women and they are promoting hormone replacement therapy. It's unfortunate, but that's the truth. What's the name of your Facebook group? I have a Facebook that uh, the name is We Thrive Through Menopause. We Thrive Through Menopause has the purpose of creating awareness and bringing that uh, much information to women and providing them support in any ways we can. Yes. <laughs> so when my clinic is online, I have a clinic online. So I offer telehealth. I offer in my better practice, I have a place where you can get a lot of tools and support additional to the service that I'm offering. Thank you so much, Angela, for the <laughs> participation, you to share your knowledge with audience and uh, give so much valuable information. Thank you, the listeners, to listen our podcast, Menopause Made Easy. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. We release new episodes every Friday. Thank you again. Keep listening. And I see you in next week again. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into Menopause Made Easy. You can check out more episodes on Apple, Spotify, eHeart Radio and your favorite podcast apps. Check out the show notes for any website linked to this episode, including where to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you tuning in. Remember to like, subscribe and turn on your notifications so you'll be updated of each episode release. And visit me at menopausesupportacademy.com for all podcast updates as well. Appreciate you dropping by.